Perfect. How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of Bear Down Uncut, the show where we talk everything Bears every day of the week, just about 30 hours after the Bears parted way with ways with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. They have quite the extensive list going at potential new candidates for the head coaching and general manager positions. Uh, normally we'd break them all down in one video, but there are some that stand out to us specifically where they think they deserve their own video. So today in episode number 170 of Uncut, we're going to be discussing Brian Flores, the Miami Dolphins coach, former Miami Dolphins coach, that had a prize exit just a little bit ago. So we are going to be discussing uh, whether or not the Bears should bring him in as a defensive-minded coach. Uh, and also talk about what potentially could go wrong with bringing in someone like Flores. So welcome back to the show, guys. Day two of our offseason coverage kicking off with a video taking a look at one specific uh, head coaching candidate. Uh, but we are going to be posting offseason content each and every day of the week. Feels good to be back and getting in a groove once again. So welcome back to the show. I am your host, Chris Malpe, today to talk about Brian Flores, someone who we saw uh, frankly, unexpectedly get fired by the Miami Dolphins just yesterday, along with Matt Nagy on Black Monday. I am joined with both of my co-hosts today, Parshaw as well as Jalen McClinton. Guys, it's been a whirlwind of news the last 24 hours. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, just excited for all these news that's coming out of Hallis Hall. You know, uh, the Bears are doing their work, and uh, I see some good names up there, and that excites me. And um, we're here to talk about another good name. And uh, just give our thoughts about him, I guess. Jalen, you are muted, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Still muted. I always muted. do this. I always <laughs> do this. But uh, like I was saying, it's been a crazy, you know, 48 hours. Uh, I, it doesn't feel like we just watched a man Aguilar team, you know, lose, you know, get outscored 31 to three in, in the second half, and you know, now we're already looking at multiple options for head coach and GM. So it's definitely been a crazy. Like I said, 48 hours, but I'm definitely excited. You know, it's uh, something we haven't, you know, experienced for four years. Yeah, and obviously we know George McCaskey is leading the way in finding all these new hires, and he's doing his due diligence thus far. I feel like I have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, the Bears plan on video conferencing with all of the candidates that, you know, they do have to put in some requests to teams, but all the candidates that they're able to talk to, uh, they will talk over Zoom and then, uh, presumably bring some to Chicago if they impress. Uh, today we're here, obviously, to talk about Brian Flores, but before we get into it specifically, let's take a look at the Bears' current GM head coach interview list. They currently have nine head coaches slated to come in for interviews, assuming that pending requests get put through. Brian Flores, the one we will be discussing today, former Super Bowl champion and Eagles head coach Doug Peterson, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus, Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, Buccaneers offensive coordinator Byron Lefwich, Buccaneers defensive coordinator Todd Bulls, and then both of the Bills coordinators as well, Brian Dable and Leslie Frazier. So the Bears are not leaving any stones unturned in this search, um, and that doesn't even get to their general manager list where they have seven candidates as well, and these only get to continue to keep updating uh, as the minutes move on. So Today we are here to talk about Brian Flores, uh, the embattled Miami Dolphins coach who just had quite the finish to the season and was unexpectedly fired. 
So let's hop into this, guys, because this is definitely an interesting one. You take a look at uh, Flores' record as a head coach. He was 24-25, and 25, came into Miami in 2019 after being the linebackers coach for the New England Patriots. He was 5-11 and 11 in his first year. They finished last in the AFC East, but he's really turned it around the last two seasons. The 10-6 and six season in 2020, the COVID year, uh, you know, obviously we saw the Dolphins switch between Tua Tagovailoa as well as Ryan Fitzpatrick. They finished second in the AFC East that year at 10 and six. And then this year was another promising story for them starting one and seven. It looked like things were all but over for Miami. They pulled out a stretch, won seven games in a row, ended up finishing nine and eight, barely missing the playoffs due to a loss in week 17 to the Tennessee Titans. So Flores finished his tenure with the Dolphins 24 and 25 with a record of point. Four nine, just under 500. Uh, and the Dolphins were the first team in NFL history to lose seven straight games and win seven straight games in the same season. So it really shows how Flores turned around that culture there in Miami and got that team back on their feet. Parth, before we talk about Flores specifically with the Bears, when you take a look at his work in Miami, what are your thoughts and do you think he deserved to be fired a couple of days ago? Definitely not. Um, you know, uh, good coaches have some down years. And uh, Miami, I felt like, had a pretty competitive season. Uh, they had a seven-game winning streak, uh, despite having, I think, a nine-game or eight-game losing streak to start the season or something like that. Um, and their defense played incredible all year. Um, they swept the Patriots, a team that they consider their rival team. Uh, and after sweeping your divisional opponent um, like that, I just don't I just don't see why they fired him. I do see, understand that they have two teams in their division that did go to the playoffs. Um, but Flores was doing a good job. He's a really good leader, in my opinion. Um, that defense was ranked top 10 the last three years under him. And uh, that's something very important. Uh, this Bears defense has the potential to be top 10, just wasn't able to do it the last two seasons. And I feel like under Flores, um, that's a possibility. Uh, we'll talk more about what he can do to us. But uh, with the Dolphins, I thought he did a really good job. Um, and shouldn't have been fired. I think that was their early, early fire from them for sure. Just based off of football, it was definitely a confusing fire, in, in my opinion. Now, The Ringer put out an interesting article this morning after gathering a lot of data and talking to a lot of different people around the league, and it does seem like Brian Flores definitely had some issues with the Dolphins that extended beyond what happened on the field. It seems like he had a lot of relationships that he struggled to maintain uh, and keep, most specifically with Dolphins GM Chris Greer, as well as Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, and it seemed like it deteriorated to uh, not the greatest spot for Miami. Uh, there was a report that came out this morning, too, that back a couple of years ago, he wanted to draft Justin Herbert. Obviously, with that third overall pick, the Dolphins ended up going with Tagovailoa, who's continued to improve since he's gotten into the league. I don't know if he's there yet, and he's definitely not at Justin Herbert level. But that no. seems like something that uh, contributed to him getting fired. And it also seems, if we're being completely honest, uh, that he got a little bit power hungry. Dolphins over owner Stephen Ross uh, came out in a statement and said that an organization can only function if it is collaborative and works well together. Uh, so, you know, there are some reports that Flores wanted to have more power and have the final say on certain things. And that definitely is something that can't transpire over to Chicago if the Bears no. bring him in, especially with the new general manager being the head of football operations. But I still wouldn't have fired him regardless. Uh, it, you know, it's a tough situation for the Dolphins to be in, and it seems like there were some off-the-field problems uh, that had been deeply rooted for some time. But at the end of the day, 
He is a darn good coach. He did a great job turning around that defense. We'll talk about it a little bit later. I am a little bit worried about the offensive struggles that could possibly come with the Bears hiring him, who is a defensive-minded head coach, because the Bears' defense is the least of their problems. But, uh, you know, overall, I don't think he should have been fired. It's really impressive what he did the last two years, especially this past season, with flipping the strip script completely and almost bringing that Dolphins team back to the playoffs. So, uh, two good seasons the last two seasons. Uh, a record of 19 and 14 combined for Brian Flores. So uh, overall, with that piece of work that he did, I don't think he should have been fired. But Jalen, I'm going to pass it over to you. Uh, it seems like the story is only going to continue uh, to develop with Flores and his past with the Dolphins as we continue to move forward. But personally, taking a look at it and what they've been able to achieve, especially in these last two seasons, do you think that he deserved to get fired yesterday? Um. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily deserve to get fired. I can see why because you know in the last two seasons, he was able to put the uh, the Dolphins team back in a playoff position and they got blown out in, in playoff clinching games. You know, uh, I think they played the Bills last game of the season. If they win, they were in and they got blown out. And I I think this year was against the Titans last week, where if they won, they were they were in the playoffs and you know they got blown out. So I think that played a part into it as well. But you know, 19, 14, and three seasons. You know. Uh, you know, always always competitive, especially the last two seasons when he had when he had a decent roster. You know, to put this team in a in a position to make the playoffs, um, he, he did it. So, um, you know, I, I could I could like I said, I don't think it was justifiable, but um, you know, he did give them reasons. Like you said, it maybe been stuff off the field or you know outside the organization. You know, him wanting more power when you know that wasn't gonna happen because they they did get a new GM and Chris Gray and stuff like that. So. Um, I, I definitely think he's a good coach. You know, he, he comes from that Belichick, you know, tree. I think he's probably one of the one of the most successful ones that that's came out. Expect uh, outside of uh, I can't think of a head coach from Tennessee, outside of but, Joe Judge. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, um, uh, he he's probably one of the only coaches that's getting out coached by Matt Nagy in 2020, uh, 2022. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like Brian Flores is a good uh, a, a good head coach. He's a he's a, de- a defensive guy, and uh, we might be looking you know to go that route after you know failing to find offensive group. Yeah. Now, taking a look at the list of the Bears head coaching candidates so far, it seems pretty evenly split between bright offensive names and bright defensive names. I think all three of us would agree that we'd probably prefer to go the offensive route. If you're bringing someone in, Justin Fields is the face of your franchise. You want to get someone in who can develop him, uh, maintain a good relationship with him, and really get this offense kicking. But it seems like with who the Bears are looking at, Uh, they might end up settling for a situation where they bring in a defensive-minded head coach. Maybe the Bears' defense gets back up near that 2018 level. Uh, And then you bring in a good offensive coordinator, and if the Bears did that, uh, and we'll get to that a little bit later, that's a situation that Flores would be in. Uh, But, Parth, I'm going to pass it to you first. Taking a look at this list, I mean, there are a lot of bright offensive names that would definitely stand out with Justin Fields more than someone like a Brian Flores, guys like Brian Dable, guys like Byron Leftwich guys like Nathaniel Hackett, guys like Doug Peterson. So taking a look at the Bears list that is already extensive, do you think Brian Flores is a candidate that the Bears should strongly considering hiring here? Absolutely. Hiring, excuse me. I mean, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, those reports about him becoming power hungry and everything, um, if he can put that to side here in Chicago because um, – He's going to have a new GM to work with and maybe a GM that he wants to work with and those two pair up and come here in Chicago. That would be a really good 
type of uh, move, I guess, as well. Um, but I think uh, he's someone who is a really good leader, um, wins games, and can bring in a pretty good coaching staff with him. I think he's done a good enough job in Miami to prove that he is a good head coach in this league. And I feel like a lot of offensive coordinators that are currently not, you know, don't have positions or other offensive coaches that don't have positions right now would look to work with him. I feel like um, he's someone who has shown to win games, um, even with Tua Tagovailoa, who is someone still developing in his second or third year. Um, and, you know, uh, if the reports were true that he wanted Herbert uh, over Tua, that means he knows uh, he knows a little bit about the offensive side as well. Um, and he's excited. That if he's excited to work with Fields, I would be I would be down to do this hire any day of the week. Yeah, you know, I, I do think he's a candidate that uh, I would like the Bears to consider hiring. You know, at the end of the day, we've seen him in Miami completely flip the script the last two seasons, and he's a winner. Uh, and something also that stands out is while he might have been in battle with a couple of his players, specifically Tunga Vailoa, uh, he's a leader of men, uh, and he has that head coaching experience. The only other people on this list that have that experience are Doug Peterson, uh, who was the coach of the Eagles, Dan Quinn, who was the coach of the Falcons. And then I also believe Todd Bowles, who was the coach of the Jets, and Leslie Frazier as well with the Vikings. Um, but he, we know he's a winner. He's very much so recently been a winner. Uh, so he's definitely someone I'd like the Bears to take a look at. Uh, obviously, you'd have to take who's going to be running the offense into consideration. But uh, the Bears have always been a team that's built on a strong defense. Brian Flores would most definitely be able to add to that as a defensive play caller. So he's someone that definitely pops out on this list to me. Jalen, I'm going to pass it around to you before we talk a little bit about Flores' offensive struggles. Is he a candidate that you think, taking a look at this list, the Bears should strongly consider hiring? You know, uh, he's not one of my top guys. You know, I personally have a, a couple offensive guys ahead of him, like Dapple, like Byron Leftwich, um, some people that we've Chris to interview so far. But um, like I said, the track record the last two years, um, you know, now, count, now counting his first season where he had a terrible roster, and he was he still won a couple games, you know, with a bunch of UDFAs and late-round guys. So, um, you know, like I said, the last two years, he's, he's been proven that he can, you know, win games and put his team in position, like I said, to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, with him being, you know, available, I'm not surprised that the Bears are interested in him. So, um, you know, I, I'm not mad that they're at least interviewing him at least, you know, even if he doesn't get the job, you know, just talking with him, seeing how, you know, how he feels about the team is, is something I'm definitely down for. Yeah, and it should be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, he's one of those coaches on the market right now that big reporters are saying are going to get uh, a lot of interviews in this cycle and probably will get hired. So, Regardless of whether or not it's in Chicago, I'm sure we'll more than likely see Brian Flores coaching in uh, maybe not a head coaching role, but most definitely a defensive coordinator role or something like that when it comes to the next season. Before we close this one out, let's talk a little bit about his offensive struggles as a head coach because uh, I think that's something you can't overlook, especially when the Bears have their franchise quarterback. They've had struggles with the offense for years. Uh, and taking a look at Miami's offense, they have done better. We saw – Tagovailoa put together his best season just this last season. He was actually pretty consistent throughout the year. Good touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, but we saw the Dolphins basically the entire year produce an abysmal run game. I do know they are a team that was very hurt. They were missing their wide receiver one, Devonta Parker. Uh, he was on IR, on the COVID list, all over the place throughout the season. But we did see good seasons out of guys like Jalen Waddle and stuff. But obviously – Looking at this head coaching hiring and what the Bears have to get it done right now, 
they have to produce better on offense, regardless of who the candidate ends up being that gets hired by the Bears. So, Parth, I'm going to pass it back to you. Obviously, Brian Flores is a defensive-minded head coach. Taking a look at his last couple of years in Miami, do his offensive struggles as a head coach and in the past concern you if the Bears were to bring him in? Um, a little bit, uh, that's for sure. Uh, but the first question I would ask him if I was going to hire him is, uh, who do you want to uh, bring in as your offensive coordinator? Um, and if he gives me some solid names and uh, that intrigues me, then I would definitely be interested in hiring him. Again, at the end of the day, he's a defensive-minded coach, so he definitely would have to bring in a strong offensive coordinator for me to even want to consider hiring him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, his past struggles are a little bit concerning. Um, but, again, I'm someone who doesn't think – uh, that Tua Tagovailoa is that great of a quarterback of the, and uh, I feel like he's a border borderline starter, uh, and I feel like uh, that made it tougher for him to win games with him. So, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you. I'd say they're slightly concerning, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, the National Football League isn't about anything but winning football games. Mm -hmm. He's won 19 games the last two seasons in comparison to 14 losses. He's had two winning seasons in a row and he's produced some killer defenses. Uh, if Chicago can get their defense back into a better spot, maybe they have some offensive struggles. But if you can bring in someone that can continue to progress the Bears' offense better than Matt Nagy did, I'd be fine with hiring Brian Flores. But once again, i got to agree with you, Parth. Uh, he's got to have coaches ready to contact. He's got to have uh, a staff ready to be put in place regardless of where he's hired. So, uh, if the Bears can buy into it and believe his message that the offense is going to be better and hoping that Justin Fields pans out how he should, uh, I, I think I could put the offensive struggles that he's had in the past behind me because I know the Bears have some weapons. they got to continue uh, to progress in terms of building an offensive line and getting receivers around Fields. But uh, you know that you're going to have a cutthroat defense with Flores, and if you can get the right offensive pieces, the right offensive coaches around him, I think you could be in for something special here in Chicago. So, Jalen, before we close this one off, I'm going to pass this to you. This is something you mentioned previously, just that his offenses have been stagnant for years. We've seen them have a pretty porous run game outside of a couple good games uh, from Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson, as well as their running back one, Miles Gaskin. But taking a look at Flores, if the Bears are seriously considering this, which at this point it seems like they are because they're taking absolutely everything into account, uh, do Flores' offensive struggles as a head coach in the past concern you in this Bears offense? You know, how, how can they not? You know, we just came off Matt Nagy, who was an offensive guru, and the, our offense was the worst, you know, side of our team for the past four years. You know, so uh, like I, I agree with you guys. If he can bring in an offensive coordinator, you know, plus we draft the right pieces and get an offensive line and get uh, Justin some more weapons and also bring in a quarterback coach that can help develop Justin coming into a second year, you know, uh, that, that, you know, I'm totally fine with that. Like, like I said, but you know, it's, it's all ifs. Um, of course, you know, him struggling on offense is going to scare a lot of, especially Bears fans. We, we're going to have PTSD, you know, uh, watching a uh, piss poor offense for another, you know, three, four years. Um, you know, if, if he's not, if we, if we are successful, no matter how long he, he stays here. So it, it's definitely going to be, uh, con, you know, concerning, but if you bring in the right offensive pieces, you know, that he trusts and, you know, can, can scheme up a right, a good enough offense to score points and help us win games. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Absolutely. I got to go ahead and agree with you. There are so many, which ways the bears could go with this hiring process in terms of from the top to the bottom, you know, obviously they already moved, removed Ted Phillips, from football operations, but general manager, which way you want to go, 
um, obviously at head coach and then everything else below that with possibly clearing out the entire staff as well. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces in Chicago moving forward, and Brian Flores is definitely one. That will be kept in mind. Thank you guys so much for tuning into episode number 170 of Uncut. This is just our second video of the offseason, and there's so, so, so much more to talk about with a lot of these candidates. So we are going to be coming back with Bears videos and podcasts each and every day for you guys. So if you haven't already, wherever you may be listening, do us a favor, drop a like, subscribe, follow. I'm sure we're going to continue to talk about some of these other guys. Matt Eberflus, Byron Leftwich, Doug Peterson. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. And even at the general manager position, there's a lot to talk about too with guys like Rick Smith that they were bringing in. So a lot of intriguing Bears news coming soon. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to be covering it here. The most comprehensive Bears coverage on the web. If you'd like to find more content from us outside of the podcast, you can head to our website, beardown.com. If you would like to find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, you can find it on both platforms at Down. And finally, you can find the links to all of our personal social media pages down in the description. For myself, as well as Parth and Jalen, our Instagram and Twitter pages, you can see our thoughts on all things Bears, all things NFL postseason, as well as the entirety of Chicago sports. So Parth Shaw, Jalen McClinton, Bears definitely building up an impressive list here. Uh, any last words before we sign off? Yeah, they got lots of work to do. Um, it's a step in the right direction. Bear down. I hope you don't make the wrong decision again. I can't do it for another four years. I was going to say, I like that they're doing their due diligence, and I think it's the right path to take it. You know, yeah. it seems like they aren't, I said it earlier, they aren't leaving any stones unturned. They aren't leaving any options off the table. Uh, but it's still essential that you get this decision right. You've got uh, your franchise quarterback entering his second season, uh, an offense that just needs to get going, and a defensive unit that could still use some improvement as well. Uh, and not to mention the general manager who's going to be the president of football operations. Uh, everything's going to be so important, and is it going to really uh, sprawl out what's going to happen the next couple of years in Chicago? So I really hope uh, that Bill Polian, I guess Ted Phillips to an extent, and George McCaskey are putting in hard work and make the right choice here. Guys, it's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Maltby. We're going to continue to cover the Bears offseason throughout these next couple of weeks and months here on the channel as well as on the podcasting platform. So continue to join us. It's a pleasure to be back. We love doing this stuff. And Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you guys once again tomorrow discussing a new topic, I'm sure. And that's pretty much it for us. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.